Welcome to episode number five of the Four Animals for Earth podcast. Today is part three of a three-part series that we've been doing this week with Paige in Los Angeles, California. Paige and I have been talking for three days all about green beauty. The simple action that you can take after today's episode is to go sign up for Paige's free five-day clean beauty challenge or go buy her book. The reason that I recommend either of these options as your action for today is that Paige really holistically thinks about skincare and makeup. She is so passionate about finding products that are good for our bodies, but also good for the environment. And so if we learn from her and we follow what she teaches us, we are inherently going to be choosing things that do both of them these things. They're good for us and they're good for the environment. So the links to the free five-day clean beauty challenge and Paige's book are at the top of the show notes. You can find those at fouranimalsforearth.com slash podcast slash five. Hi there, this is Brandy, and you're listening to the Four Animals for Earth podcast. This is a space where we inspire each other to take small steps every day to live a more conscious life, helping animals and the planet while we do it. I'm so glad that you're here. Let's all take a deep breath and let's get started. Essentially, um, we're closed circuit, everything that goes down the drain, the toilet ends up in our, our crops, so our produce, and also in the, uh, the meat industry and in our um, livestock. So you eat those things. And so, but it also pollutes our streams in a way that some of it's bioaccumulative and you can never get rid of and persistent um, and is ruining our, changing our wildlife or marine life, both. So that's just not good. <laughs> that's really not good. We can't have a sick planet. If you have a sick planet, you have sick individuals. That was Paige Pageant. Paige is a Hollywood makeup artist. She is a green beauty expert. She's the author of The Green Beauty Rules, which is a book all about finding toxic-free, clean, green makeup. And she's also about to launch a brand new makeup brand called Earthling that is also clean, vegan, sustainable, and fair trade. In today's episode, we are going to dig into a little bit about how makeup and skincare impact the environment. And Paige will also talk to us about a few more uh, recommendations for things that we can use for our skin. And then at the end, we'll wrap up the conversation with a roadmap. And this roadmap is four simple steps that you can take to get started with clean beauty if you're feeling a little overwhelmed by the conversation that's been happening in the past three episodes. If you haven't already listened to episodes number three and number four, I recommend that you go do that first and then come back to this one. All right, let's get into this by starting with how using the 80-20 rule can help us to choose products and do it in a sustainable way. Something you talk about a lot is the 80-20 rule that mm -hmm. you apply to what you should be using. Can you talk about that a bit? 
Yeah, because I do consider it a diet. Um, I follow an 80-20 rule. Um, and I think a lot of people have adopted that now, um, which is smart. If you have a Chanel lipstick you absolutely love, um, then keep it. You know, you're probably not using it every day. And if you are, well, then that should be your 20%, you know. And there's different ways of figuring it out. But, like, I think that as long as you're trying um, and really trying, not just every day saying, well, you know, you know, I'm, I'm using these three traditional products, and but tomorrow I won't use any. I mean, I don't know. There's, there's, I just think that as long as you're really, really trying and you're not fooling yourself, um, it, you know, you do what you want to do. It's, it's like people who diet. It's like, you know, you can fool yourself or not, even right. though you know you're not. Yeah. Um, you know, if you want to be clean, you will be, um, and you'll find a way to do it. But I don't think you have to be super extreme. I don't think you have to give away all of your favorites. If you have a favorite mascara or hair conditioner, use it. Mm. Yeah, I I think that I think that's really smart in terms of just personal sustainability because mm -hmm. you if you give up everything you love, <laughs> you know, and you're just like, okay, I'm I'm good. hardcore, everything's gonna be yeah, perfect. It yeah, it may not be sustainable. No, and it never is perfect. But but you could probably find ninety percent um you could probably swap out ninety percent or more of your products and be equally happy. Mm. It's color is the hard thing. What do you Co mean? Finding, well, if Chanel has the perfect color to your whatever your, you know, traditional, even if it's Revlon, um, you know, you might not find that in natural mm, because the reds are not as vivid and bright. bright. The pinks, um, are, it's really about the pinks and the reds. And so, and, and even if they are, it's like everyone formulates a red differently. And if that's the perfect shade for you, it could be really hard to, to find that. Mm. So that's why I think that um, it's usually color you get stuck with. I see. You know, a lot of times, at least that's what I would say for me. Um, if it. I find the perfect shade of something. Um, but even then I can always, I feel like I can always find some, everything I use is pretty much green. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know any different. And I naively said one day in an interview, they're like, um, so what do you tell people when it, you know, when they say, well, green just doesn't last as long. The makeup doesn't last as long. And I was like, it does. It lasts just as long. But I don't know if it does because I haven't used anything <laughs> for probably almost 20 years. Yeah, it's not, wow. you know, for the most yeah. part. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't, I guess I would, I don't really have anything to compare it to anymore. <laughs> mm, yeah. No, that was, makes sense. It's like yeah. you just, you shift, but there are so many things on the market now. And, you know, I think that more and more products are constantly, I think because people are demanding their, their things to be cleaner. They so are. Thank God. Yeah. That would come. It just took a long time. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, it took yeah. a really long time. And there will be a time where people don't have to demand. It will just be regulated. Mm. And it's somewhat starting to get there. You know, the beauty counter, I love the brand. They do a lot of great work on, on Capitol Hill. That's and amazing. work, yeah. Um, they're always trying to move the needle. And I think that's great. And there are other companies. Um, uh, Campaign for Safe Cosmetics, obviously EWG. Um, they all do great work. Um, the other thing I wanted to say is really for, for me, and I don't know, maybe a lot of other people, it's what goes down the drain. 
Yes, I was going to say, we talked, you know, in the beginning about how clean beauties become popular and there's kind of like at least three big reasons, maybe four that I can think of, you know, one of them is cruelty free. That's been Mm -hmm. kind of the awareness of that came around kind of quite a while ago. And Mm -hmm. I think most everybody is like, uh, no, I'm not standing for testing on animals. Uh, Right. Yeah. And then there's the health piece of it. And we've just talked a ton about that and how it's, you know, a diet for your body and everything that you're putting on your skin, it's going straight in and it impacts your health. And then there's this other big bucket, which is the environment. And I say maybe a fourth because also uh, ethically produced stuff, which we might be able to circle back around to. But let's talk a little bit about the environmental aspect of clean and green beauty. I mean, it's big. It it is. That's how I um, came to uh, become a green makeup artist. It didn't start with my health or the macro, or the, rather um, the micro. I always say there's a macro and a micro component, the macro being the environment, micro being the individual. Um, it started with the environment for me. Um, and then I realized, oh, people are really worried about their health and it does affect your health. Um, that's when I got more involved with the EWG. And it, it's essentially, um, we're closed circuit, everything that goes down the drain, the toilet, um, ends up in our our crops, mm-hmm. so um, our produce, mm-hmm. um, and also in the uh, the meat industry and in, in our um, livestock, um, and it's just skewy. And it also um, so you eat those things, um, and so but it also pollutes our streams in a way that some of it's um, bioaccumulative and you can never get rid of and persistent. Um, and is ruining our, um, changing our wildlife or marine life, both. Um, so that's just not good. It's <laughs> right. really not good. We can't have a sick planet. If you have mm-hmm. a sick planet, you have sick individuals. So it's, it's closed circuit. It's, yeah. There's no, it's, you have to think, used to be crypt to cradle or cradle to crypt, but now it's cradle to cradle. Mm-hmm. You have to think cradle mm-hmm. to cradle. Um, and so for me, that's super important, which leads to the fourth area that you're saying is, is something sustainably produced. And that's, for me right now, that's my hot issue. I really want things that are sustainably produced and sustainable. Um, so in my life, and then also with my product, so with Earthling, right now we're using a plastic jar, a little plastic pot, and I really want glass. Mm, <laughs> but mm-hmm. I need to... I need to have more money to make it glass because I'm just doing a couple hundred orders at a time. Uh-huh. And you can't, you need to order larger quantities um, for my manufacturer to, uh, for them to s- slip in a, to substitute a glass. I see. Yeah. Okay. So I'm struggling with that. I'm like, do I want to launch like that? Cause that's not how I want to launch. But then mm-hmm. it's like, it'll get me out the door and then I can change later. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't feel right. For me for some reason. It's hard. Like sometimes there's not an answer, right? Yeah, you know, I mean, I deal with the same thing on the clothing side. I mean, our clothing is all um, sustainably, you know, made, yeah. but 
the packaging, you know, it's like, it's so hard. And when you're making at small quantities, you, yeah. And it just keeps driving the price up. And so you're constantly trying to balance, how do I make this affordable for people so that I can sell enough to then be able to make it more sustainable. And it's just this really hard balance constantly. Um, We need VC money. Yeah, <laughs> right. Right. It's like you need like I a huge. don't want that, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. a huge investor. Yeah. Um, but I do think that um, I do think packaging is something that more and more people are waking up to. Like, oh my gosh, this is not good. The single-use plastics are just so bad, and we all want. To, to find a different solution. So I'm hoping that with suppliers, that's changing too. You know, like on yeah. the clothing side, they've started lots of people now make compostable bags to send the clothing in, you I know, know? so that. it's, yeah, it's changing. So, yeah, I'm looking at pr- uh, printing our labels on um, recycled paper. Um, I know that's one thing I could probably do. It doesn't create the best labels though. They're not really weatherproof, waterproof. So, um, that's a bit of a struggle. Um, still working on that. I definitely have compostable mailers, which is great. All this drives my price up. So I really want it to be a value priced product, but I won't, I mean, it will still be value priced to some degree, but not nearly the way I want it to price it as low as I want to price it. I want to make it super affordable for everyone. So I'm really tired of people who need it most not being able to access it because it's just too expensive teenagers and at, at risk uh, youth and things like that, low yes. income at risk youth. Um, so it's, yeah, it's a huge, huge problem. We did do away with boxes. We have no boxes, <clears throat> okay. but um, you still need to make it attractive. So what we're not doing in boxes, we're doing on labels. So it's, it's, it's really hard. So that drives up the price. Um, and then um, I'm looking for um, uh, a shrink wrap sleeve that's compostable because you have to have it sanitary. It has to be locked in some way. Oh, I see. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. so maybe one of those that you just sort of peel off or yeah, okay, something like that. Um, uh-huh. You know, it's got to be sanitary and um, and and tamper proof. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's that, um, mm-hmm. but it's a it's an ongoing thing. I'm I'll, it yeah. won't be perfect when I go out the door, mm-hmm. but it'll get better. And it's an ongoing thing, I think, for years. I mean, you will probably find, or you probably already are finding the same thing. A lot of the stuff I was asking for three, four years ago from my suppliers, you know, it was kind of like, yeah, we, you know, we've thought about that, but we just can't afford to do that. And now- they're doing. They're really offering it and even like leading with it in a lot of their advertising. So I do think things are changing very quickly. Um, And really all we can do is what is within our power right now to do, right? Mm -hmm. So we're trying our best and doing what we can with it. And um, I know that in um, one of the other interviews, actually with the girl who does the, the, clean acne treatment, she mentioned how they've started reusing the bottles like for travel bottles and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So there's also, um, I mean, we, with every like single use plastic, it just like you cringe as you stick it in oh. the recycle bin, you know? And so any of those things that we can reuse, there's so many DIY things you can make and stick it in there. I mean, yeah, that's a great ways. Idea, I love to, that. 
try to cut it down a little bit, right? Yeah, no, that's a great idea. We might do, if we have to go out with plastic, um, I'm going to do a pre-sale. And if I can pre-sell enough, we might be able to switch to glass. Either way, I'd love it to do a DIY or a recycling program. So if we have to go out with plastic, um, we'll definitely have a recycling program. We kind of need more products to just to do that. You uh-huh. can't just be like, you know, because my product will last six months to a year. Okay. So, okay. and, and mm-hmm. you really, for, to have a successful recycling program, you need like three to five products to mail back. And then I you see. get like a free product or something. I see. Okay. Um, that's how most successful ones are ran. Um, okay. Mac does it like that. I think um, okay. Fresh. Um, or is it lush? It's lush. Whatever. Okay. Um, feel bad for getting that wrong, but there's some others that do um, successful re- recycling programs, and I think that's great. It's something. Mm-hmm. Um, but even even if we did glass, I would probably want to do that. But I love the DIY idea because we could teach people how to use because it's a little pot, and you could use it for. Um, and I use it as a makeup artist. I'll re- I repot things all the time. Okay. Uh-huh. So, but that's a great idea for travel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe we can do some DIYs and try to educate people about reusing if we can't do what we want. So mm-hmm. yeah. 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 That's, <laughs> that's a, a great, great idea. idea. Yeah. 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 Um, so you've talked about earthling a little bit throughout our conversation mm-hmm. and I wonder if you could talk a little bit more. I, I we haven't actually said what it is, <laughs> so maybe you oh. could share what it is. Right now earthling is, um, it's a beauty line, but eventually I'd like it to be beauty and wellness. So anything that encompasses wellness, including ingestibles and household. Um, but we'll stick with a lot of skin carry makeup type stuff. So, uh, things that are not crazy heavily pigmented, but like, you know, sheer washable eyeshadows, lip glosses. But our first product is a bio glitter vegan highlighter. And it's a very cool product. I haven't seen anything on the market like it yet. It's cream. It's like a, it's like a whip. It looks like a a Mm moussey kind of skincare cream, and it is in a skincare base. So you're getting a lot of great nutrients and just skincare products and hydration from it. But it's got these um, special effect pigments that you cannot see until you spread the cream on, until you like rub it in. Um, And then it's got mica, and it's ethically sourced mica, so no kids, no child labor, um, and fair fair trade. so the mica clumps together that gives it a, a, a glitter effect. So we consider it a bio glitter. Um, but because there's also pigments, the pigments sit really uh, underneath the chunked mica and give it um, a highlightery effect. So it's really a highlighter with glitter effects. It's like a hybrid of glitter and highlighter. It's very That's fun cool. and cool. Yeah. Yeah, that is really fun because yeah. I think glitter is something that it's really fun to use, but not so great for the environment. Right. It's terrible for the environment. I mean, it's not as bad as straws or a lot of single use <laughs> things, uh-huh. but you definitely are seeing it in marine life and um, intestines of, of fish and mm. frogs and stuff mm. like that. Yeah. It's heartbreaking. It's sad. Yeah. And I don't think, you know, I mean, I don't, it is, it's a microplastic and it depends on how chunky it is and things like that. Um, like I said, it's not nearly as terrible as a lot of single-use products, but it's not good, and it's so um, it is so pervasive 
everyone is using it. It's super hot right now. I love glitter. It's fun. It's hard not to love glitter. It's mm -hmm. so fun. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you, when it, I, I took my daughter who was, I think four at the time to beauty con. <laughs> not sure how good of an example I said for her. <laughs> I needed to go. I took my niece and my daughter and she's like 20. Um, but I remember we went up these escalators at um, the convention center downtown LA and I don't know if it was Beyonce, I don't know who was playing. It was some great musician, some great right. vocal artist, female pop star, um, who had just, like, the song had just started. And as soon as we got to the top of the escalator, this glitter started falling and this loud music came oh, on. No. And she squealed because <laughs> there's this silver glitter coming down and swirling around. And it was just, like, so beautiful and perfect timing and she was so excited and I was just like God, that is a moment I wish mm -hmm. I had it on video and it was that glitter it was that it wasn't glitter but it's confetti but it was mylar confetti okay. Okay. Like basically big chunks of glitter I know yeah. it's painful for me but she thoroughly was enjoyed it she was like thrilled um <laughs> it was exciting even exciting for me I was like oh my god this is so cool beautiful you know, and that's, that's what teenagers want and get from glitter. Yeah. The yeah. fun. Yeah. It's just, and it's beautiful. So I like mine um, as a wash of eyeshadow. I like it as, I like it as everything. <laughs> and my daughter likes it and she's six now, almost seven. Um, and I don't let her wear makeup, but it's because it's so like, so much like glitter. I let her wear that and it mm. replaces glitter. And I love the idea of it being good for your skin too. Like you said, it's in a skincare or a skin mm -hmm. cream base. Yeah. So it's not hurting you. No, it's or like hurting your butter. children. Right. And it's you got some it nice essential oils, almond oil. So yeah, it's good. But it's got a little bit of mint, so it's got a slight cooling effect. Okay. So if you're allergic to mint, it might not be good for you. Mm -hmm. And that's mm -hmm. it's got orange peel, uh orange orange um oil okay um a little lavender okay and okay. people have allergies to lavender yeah it's a small amount um so because it's a natural product um the mint is we don't use fragrance so fragrance is used not really only to make things smell good it's really to mask smells okay even shea butter doesn't smell great by itself mm. okay um so we don't use fragrance, but we use those essential oils. Um, and if you have a sensitivity to them, it won't be the mm. product for you. Mm -hmm. But it smells, um, the mint can, um, the mint is used to mask smell. Okay. So after like six months, the minty smell dies down. Okay. And I've noticed that it doesn't quite smell the same. It doesn't smell bad, but it doesn't have that quite fresh smell. And so um, I think I just have to educate people on that. It's not that it's bad. It's good for a year and it will mm. be stable mm. for a year um, and probably more. Um, but we say a year. Um, but at the, as the time goes on, the mint dissipates. The smell dissipates. Mm. So it doesn't mean the product's bad. It's just the smell has not, is not masking any, as much. Do you know what uh, I mean? Yeah. The mint yep. isn't as strong. Yeah. No, that makes sense. And that's yep. just the way it is. Mm. There's nothing I can do about it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I don't care to. It's, I think it's okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's better to, to come up with a way to do that naturally. So, yeah. you know, it's, that's kind of the necessary evil. 
So. Yeah. But a lot of things will say fragrance free, and that doesn't mean there's no fragrance. That just means there's no added, there's no fragrance that you can smell. There's always fragrance to mask smells. Interesting. That just means they've made it fra- like not super fragrant or floral or whatever, you know. I see. They, they, okay. But they'll call it fragrance free, and it doesn't mean they haven't put fragrance because they always do the mask. It just is a fragrance that reads as, an, as a nothing smell. That makes interesting. sense. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. That is really interesting. Yeah. So still wow. synthetic fragrance in fragrance free products that are traditional usually. Mm-hmm. If they don't say free of synthetic fragrance, they're not. Okay. All right. So if they say fragrance free, they probably still have some sort of synthetic oh, sure. fragrance in there. And yeah. if they say free from synthetic fragrance, then most likely they'll use like an essential oil or something Correct. like that. Yeah. Okay. The more specific I have found that the more specific, um, a brand is, um, the more of a real deal they are. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Yep. That makes sense. You really, yeah. You can tell. Okay. Who's passionate about it. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I I do believe that's becoming more obvious. I can't tell you how bombed I've been in the past 15 years to not be able to, I've been offered lots and lots and lots of money from traditional brands that are coming out with a clean line or what they want people to think is a clean line. Mm-hmm. And it's not, and I can't do it. Or a company that's like, oh, we've, we've got um, a very big company, a hair care company. We have, this is about 10 years ago, we've come out with new bottles that are more eco-friendly, but their product wasn't. I couldn't get behind it, and it just killed me because no one's, no one's asking me now to represent their brands. <laughs> And there's, you know, there's so many of me now, these green artists. Uh-huh. And that's wonderful. I mean, thank God. I'm not interested in really in doing that anyway. Um, having said that, I would if the product's right. Yeah. You know, it's not yeah. my focus. Like, I'm not trying to be a spokesperson. I'd rather start my own brand. But if the product were right, I'd be happy to endorse it or be a spokesperson for it. But I haven't found the right product. Mm. Um, or no one's approached me um, with the right product um, in that way. I mean, I do it all the time for brands on Instagram, but I mean, to pay me a lot of money to be like the big, big names, like to be yeah, a real the budgets they have. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And um, because the products haven't been really, truly green. Hey there, I am taking a quick pause in the conversation to tell you thank you. Thank you for tuning in today and listening to the conversation. I really appreciate that you're here and appreciate your support. I've put together a little booklet for you called 50 Simple Ideas, and it is filled with 50 simple ideas to make a difference for animals or for the earth. It's not meant for you to do all 50. It's meant for you to take a look inside it and see what speaks to you. I would love to give you a copy of it. You can grab it at bit.ly slash 50 simple ideas. That's the number 50. So it's bit.ly slash five zero simple ideas. And um, there's a copy of the book there and you can download it. And I would love to hear if you try something. And I'd also love to hear if you have more ideas. Maybe someday we can make a book that is 100 simple ideas that we all put together. So I hope you'll go take a look at that. Now we're going to wrap up our show with a simple idea. Let's talk a bit about transitioning your 
your skincare and makeup routine, you know, from traditional products into cleaner products. I feel like there's probably two big barriers. One of them is knowledge. And we've talked about that a lot and talked Mm -hmm. about how you can use the EWG, you can use different um, apps, you can read pages Mm, book. mm -hmm. There's a lot of different ways to get knowledge to help you start to change over. I feel like the other big thing is affordability and cost. Mm -hmm. So for you know, because it it can be tough. Uh, For somebody who's wanting to change, but it's kind of like, I do not have the money Mm -hmm. to to change everything right now. Where would you suggest that person start? I talk about that in my book. We'll start with the next thing you have to replace. So the next thing you have to buy, make it a green product. Okay. If you have a little bit more money than that, replace the thing that you use most every day on the largest part of your body. So if you use a body lotion every single day, make it, go get a clean one Mm -hmm. and just start like that. One Mm -hmm. thing at a time. It's like Mm -hmm. any project. It's like a writing project or um, any big project. You break it down into small parts, small bits. So just do one thing at a time and eventually you'll be overhauled within, you know, six months to a year. Yeah. Yeah. I love that because the Mm -hmm. reality is that it will slow gradually roll like that. At least it did for me. I mean, I, I, I feel like I probably, boy, I don't know. I feel like maybe I was going to say, I thought I started with deodorant, but I remember years ago starting with, um, just using like pure coconut oil and pure honey and, and trying Mm -hmm. to get to those pure things. And, you know, that's an actually an interesting question Mm -hmm. for you is what do you, what do you think about, um, just using, you know, pure coconut oil on your face or you love it. I love it. Yeah. I mean, if I use too much, it's a little heavy for me. Sometimes I like it better as a makeup remover. Um, I find sometimes if I put too much oil on my face, I break out. It becomes mm-hmm. occlusive, so my skin doesn't really breathe. Um, but I do use coconut oil, just straight coconut oil, for so many things. I can't even tell you. Um, if I don't have it, I miss it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's great. Honey is great. Uh, things around the house are really good. Um, eggs, um, different for masks, tightening masks and stuff. Yeah, I think the stuff around the house is really great, and you can do a lot with it. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be the anti-aging thing obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and it might not give you some of the textures you want from skincare. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. especially like, um, a daytime skincare. Okay. Depending, you know, uh-huh. um, so a lot of people might want a more matte finish or, um, a different slip and feel. So they're going to still have to add serums, natural serums, of course, mm-hmm. but they'll still need to add serums. Um, so, but some people are fine. I have friends and even myself sometimes it's just all about like, I don't t- wear a ton of makeup, especially like a base makeup. So I can do, I can just take my makeup off with coconut oil and I'm sort of fine with that sometimes even the next day, just put a little more coconut oil on or hydrating. I'm using a lot of squalene oil right now. Biosense. Okay. I like that brand and their squalene is more sustainable than others. Um, so it, you know, some squalene is not super sustainable and others are. I mean, like um, some olives, if you get it from olives, some olives take way too much water mm-hmm. um, than other types mm-hmm. of um, olives or squalene in general. So that's the other thing. So, I mean, 
But I mean, that's getting into more of the sustainability, which really interests me and I think should eventually interest us all. Mm -hmm. Like that's Mm -hmm. where we should be going after clean. Mm -hmm. Um, But people are still just hopping on clean. Right. Um, But we'll we'll get there. Um, So yeah, but I think honey is great as an exfoliator. It's really, really I've noticed that for myself too. Just pure honey. Yeah, and as a hydrator, it's so good. I love honey. You do a little honey mask, you're going to attract really nice um, hydration and keep your skin hydrated. Mm-hmm. Also, um, yogurt's great, a great enzyme exfoliant. Okay. Really good. Just um, like Chobani from the store? or <laughs> I would use like a Greek yogurt. Okay. I, I don't know about, yeah. I've never used Chobani's a, a Greek yogurt. Perfect. So yeah, yeah, just like a plain Greek yogurt. Plain Greek yogurt. You can, um, you can um, thin it out with water if you want a lighter paste. Um, okay. Or um, uh, there's a little lemon will lighten spots. If you do yogurt and lemon, that's in like an Indian Ayurvedic okay. recipe. And they really okay. do work. Okay. You have to be consistent with them, but they'll work. Okay. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, there's a lot of things from your house you can do that, that actually really work really well. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know where yeah. I was going with this. But yeah, I think those, those things are really great. Um, and just um, more sustainable, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So to wrap it all mm-hmm. up, let's let's kind of pull together a summary for people because we've talked about so many different things of if you want to get started on a more of a green beauty routine. Mm-hmm. Could you give a little bit of a roadmap? Sure. The first thing I would do is become a box turner. Um, and that means turn things over and start reading the ingredients. Look for petrochemicals, perfume, which is fragrance, or parfum, um, which is the French for perfume, parfum. And um, petrochemicals, anything with F. And then start um, aligning, you know, just getting familiar with that but really what you want to start doing is looking at clean brands. You can go to Sephora website or Credo. Credo is my go-to always. And the detox market. So those are my two places that I like to shop. You won't necessarily find the cheapest things there. But some things are very moderately priced and even more affordable. Mm. You know, but you're also going to find really high-end. And I like that because if I want a gift, I want to go a little high-end. Mm. Sometimes just for me, I want a couple, two or three things that are like inexpensive and just get the job done Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. so uh, sometimes I want really something luxurious for me it depends on what it is and my mood and my budget so I love credo and the detox market but um you know you can just start um if you're more of a Sephora shopper than you are um and a lot of uh really young kids are so that's a fine place to start just getting familiar with brands somewhere you can go to Target's section of green online look at their um, mission statements Look at what they're free of, you know, what do, what do they exclude? What's most important to them? Is it being um, 100% organic, which means you're never going to have a full face of makeup? Okay. Or is it uh, about just taking out the major offenders? Or is it, um, uh, is it, um, you know, what is, what is their, just learning about their, um, you know, their missions and their standards these different brands and if they align with you, is it more about sustainability? Um, and so that's, that's the first place I'd start is looking at these, find the clean brands somewhere and start digging deep into them. Okay. Um, you can find them from Instagram, 
clean, you know, go to my website or my Instagram yeah. page Paget or pagepaget.com. Look at the brands, see which ones you like and look at the products. Do these products attract you? We're talking about, does the packaging attract you? Is it the, you know, do you find your tribe there? Mm. You know, are, are they mostly for, um, you know, Gen Z and millennials, or is it really for like the mommy housewife mm-hmm. looking mm-hmm. for something quick and easy for the car, which is me. <laughs> sometimes that's the same brand, uh-huh. Uh-huh. you know, it, but not always. Um, mm-hmm. You know, um, are you looking for a liquid matte lipstick that's clean? That's not always going to be the same brand. Mm-hmm. So just start familiarizing yourself with the brands. Um, if you're out and about, you know, turn, turn the box over, look for the three P's. And if you're going to start investing money, just replace the thing you need to replace first. If you have a little more money, start with the thing that you use the most on the largest area of your body. Mm, perfect. So yeah. That's how I would I love that. That would be the roadmap really Just start looking at brands, mm-hmm. look for the three P's, replace one thing at a time or the things you use most if you have a little more money to invest. Yeah. Great. Perfect. And you mentioned your website, the best place for people, because I honestly think you do constantly share um, great recommendations. And so Thank someone you. could honestly start just by following you. Um, so they can find you. Would, would you like for that. them to be on Instagram? Well, I would definitely say follow Paige Paget um, on Instagram. It's just my name and earthling. Um, and and for, um, earthling it's, we are earthling. Okay. Um, because we are going to do a pre-sell. Um, and so you can, you can pick up the highlighter in five colors. Um, and then, so, but, but you can DM me on, uh, page Paget or earthling, um, and, um, pagepaget.com, um, for, and that's my website, obviously. Um, and you can get my favorite brands. I have a Instagram store. Uh, an oh, Instagram perfect. store. I have a, I'm sorry. Um, delirious like a web store. I'm sorry. Yes. I have an Amazon store. Okay. So I'm curating small selections every couple months of beauty awesome. products and wellness. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, I heavily promote Credo, Credo detox market. I'm affiliates with all of these. Um, but I do have my favorites and I just, these are the, the two markets that I like most. I'm most heavily aligned with Credo. So I, I ask everyone to go to Credo. I think it's just a wonderful place to start. Um, and I actually think you don't really need to go anywhere else. But if you have Amazon Prime, you might want to shop there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, if you go to my website, I can direct you to both of those places. Um, and that's a great place to start when you want to shop. I also list my favorite brands. And you can find a lot of those on, um, you can find most, probably 100% of them on Credo. Um, and if, um, and most of them also, or a lot of them on Amazon. Um, so those are, you know, those are some op- shop, uh, options for shopping. Mm-hmm. And, but the, the real advantage to going there is you'll get my recommendations. Yeah. So you kind of know where to start. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah you kind of, kind of cut through the thousands literally of choices that are out there and it's nice to I mean I I get a lot of my products through that I mean it's just like okay you say try this I'm like yep looks good try it you know because I know that you know I I know that you holistically think about green products in all of those different areas we talked about cruelty free good for the body good for the environment good for 
children, you know, right. ethical. Good for children. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's I mean. yeah, exactly. So. It is important. Yes. And the other thing that's, if you go to my website, it's really, um, I have a, I have a, a five day challenge and that's really fun. Ooh, I love that. Five an day email, challenge for what? An email challenge. Green beauty. Okay. So it's like five days to change. Uh-huh. To okay. clean your, uh, clean five essentials. Nice. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so it's that's an perfect. essentials challenge. So that'll get you, I should have mentioned that a long time ago. I'm such a terrible self-promoter. <laughs> that will get you started instantly. Awesome. Okay, perfect. Yeah. yeah perfect. So. Well, thanks so much for chatting My with pleasure. me. pleasure. Thank you. <laughs> we did our big long, car, big long call from your car, which I love. We <laughs> did. The quarantine podcast. Still going in the quarantine. The quarantine <laughs> yeah. podcast. There we go. Perfect. Thank you, Brandy. Yeah, thank Good you. To you. Yep, you too. We'll talk soon. Okay, bye. Bye. And that's all for today. Thanks so much for tuning in and listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. If so, please consider hitting subscribe, rating or reviewing us, telling a friend, any or all of the above truly make a difference. The more people we can reach, the more people I can find to interview and the bigger impact we can make together. Keep an eye on your feed. We'll be back soon with the next episode. Thanks. Bye.